Welcome to OA50, where we'll master mediocrity and find meaning in the dictionary and fight for the respect of dad jokes. Here we go. All right, welcome to the episode. So today I'm going to talk about confidence. Hmm. You know, there, I thought about a couple of different ways to approach the subject because anecdotally, when I think about my past and confidence, typically I've been pretty fortunate in that column when it comes to confidence and uh, self-assurance, particularly in the vein of exploring, trying new things, even what I would consider to be uh, somewhat on the fringe. Um, Talk quite a bit about being in a band. And uh, when I think about the our aptitude or acumen going into being in a band, uh, there was certainly nothing to be confident about, but confidence was still high. Um, So it's really one of those things that I feel pretty fortunate when I look at my background and some of the things that I wanted to accomplish that I I had confidence as a, um, I don't want to say skill, but uh, as a feature of my personality to really be able to try those things where if I didn't have that confidence because I was lacking fundamental skills like the band, then I probably wouldn't have tried it. Um, When I think about confidence more broadly, even from a, a definitional perspective, I think confidence is related to or is derived from one of three things. The first is competency. And so if we have a certain level of competency in something, say it's presentation skills or it's musical ability, that requisite that base level of competency, if it's high enough, will instill intrinsically in us a certain level of confidence that will just be organic as part of that competency. So if I get good enough at something, I'm probably going to be pretty confident that I can do that. And so there is a correlation between competency and confidence. The other, I think, derivative is fear. So if I have a fear of doing something or of something, then that's going to affect my level of confidence. Irrespective of whether or not that fear is grounded in rationality. Like for instance, I have a terrible fear of flying and um, it's hard to explain 
because I used to fly all the, all the time as a kid, young adult, and um, it was no big deal. And then I had a couple of bad flights, and it rewired something in my brain. Every time I get on an airplane now, it's, it's just crazy. Now, I'm not one of those people who are just absolutely panicking or whatever, but um, I'll, I'll white-knuckle here and there. And so I'm, I'm the person who's grabbing those, those armrests. And um, even on non-turbulent flights, like I'll just have this looming anxiety, anticipation. And so the fear is there. And so I think it's uh, pretty irrational, um, but it exists. And so my confidence or assurance when I'm flying is going to be low. And I I think that's important to isolate because when we think about when we want confidence, say it's in a presentation or in our social skills, there may be some fears that are playing into our self-assurance that if they were absent, if, th- if they didn't exist, our confidence would be high. And perhaps because our competency and relevant skills is good. So fear is something to consider as part of confidence. I think the other derivative for confidence to consider is more of what I would ascribe to our innate personality. And so, for instance, when I talk about having been in a band and not really having any musical ability, no musical background, and just doing it, there was some innate engine that I had going on, whether it was rational or irrational, that's debatable. I can tell you what I think. But, um, but there was something biological in me that gave me this innate confidence to be able to do something like that. Get up on stage and try to act like I know how to play guitar and sing. Got me. Um, but the point is that I think when we consider those three sources or primary factors and confidence, competency, fear, and however we're biologically wired, we'll just call that innate confidence, that can help us kind of figure out how to flip on confidence when we need it. When it comes to competency, that's a pretty easy swing, right? So if it's a skill that we want to become more competent, then we just have to figure out a way to get better at that skill. And that's practice. And, but the exercise of distinguishing between competency, fear, and something that may be innate is worthwhile. So for instance, when we think about a social setting and I want to become better at networking, then if I can isolate what's a fear, maybe going in a big room and talking to a bunch of people, that's a fear. 
or if it's a competency, how do I really talk to a person? What do I talk about? That may be a competency issue. And if there is, if I can gauge how innately confident I am in a social setting generally, say in a smaller context or among friends, that may be something I may be able to tap. But when I can bucket the various components of what goes into that networking event, then it can help me isolate how I handle each. And so if it's a competency issue, say on the social skill of what do I talk about, how do I really make that interaction constructive, there are ways to improve that in terms of my conversational skills. I just need to work on that. And that could be learning, learning the skill and just simply doing some research on it, studying up on it and getting out there and practicing it, testing, testing, testing. It's all about reps when it comes to competency, right? Even learning how to play guitar, any new skill, it's about reps. It's about learning how to do it in a, in, in a quality way. And then you hit that quantity. You got to do it over and over and over in order to really hit that skill and improve on it. But that's competency. If it's fear being in a big room or being around a lot of people that I don't know or stimulating a new conversation with somebody that I don't know, then I need to look at ways on how I can tamp that fear. And there there are a ton of different ways to go about that. I mean, there are visualization techniques. There are uh, behavioral psychology methods like NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy, which would probably be extreme for that. But I think the, the fundamentals exist. But if it's a fear of or fear is a factor in whatever I'm wanting to accomplish, in this case, networking, then I work on the fear. And then the third, this innate confidence, that may be something that I can tap if, if I feel like it's high generally in social settings, but not networking in these large rooms with, with strangers and <clears throat> um, in a professional setting rather than a personal or social setting, then maybe that's something I can intrinsically try to tap that feeling of confidence that I would ordinarily have in that situation. I know for me, sometimes what I'll do is I'll role play. Um, I will think about that type of confidence that I would have in certain situations, and I'll try to emulate that in the situation where I feel less confident. And so if if I have a fear of networking and I really want to generate some of that self-hype, then I'll, I'll... I'll try to tap that feeling that I would have that um, where it's high, like playing music and and being in a band, performing, or um, I think certain circumstances where I feel good, being an attorney, uh, fitness, I'll think about my confidence when I'm in the gym and 
try to tap that as part of a visualization exercise or a role-playing exercise that I can morph into that networking or where there may be much less confidence. And so when it comes to confidence, I really feel like there are some good, genuine switches that can be tapped to help stimulate it. The exercise, the real meat in that is simply identifying what is the trigger for the lack of confidence. Are we talking about competency on a scale? Are we talking about fear that may settle in? Are we talking about some sort of biological or innate lack of confidence? And then once we have those isolated, figuring out the right tools and concentrating on the right methods to improve those. And once you do it, you can walk into a networking event, whatever it may be, and you'll knock it out. One, one last thing that I'll offer for confidence too that I do, and I find it to be extremely effective, is I, if it's something where I feel like there may be stakes, say like networking and it's a professional event and I want to make a good showing, I try to pull out the outcome dependency. So I try to pull out a fear of what if I don't do this or what if I can't accomplish this or what if I look bad? I try to pull that out so that's not part of my confidence equation. And effectively what I'm doing is I'm concentrating on just doing the skills, the fundamental skills, whether it's competency skills, getting over a fear, whatever it may be, And my lens becomes taking on a new challenge. All right, I'm going to get in there and I'm just going to take on the challenge. It's not about whether or not I succeed in any of those goals or objectives, whether it's overcoming a fear, competency in a new skill, generating confidence or self-assurance biologically innately. It's not about that. It's not about the success. It's about the challenge of trying a new thing. I'm just going to get in there and do it. And if I fail, who cares? I'm going in there for the challenge. And my success is based on the effort and trying to improve, not the overall accomplishment of what I would look for from the networking. So the, that, that last switch that I would offer is shift away from outcome dependency as a measure of success and shift towards a personal challenge with whatever you're looking to accomplish that you feel needs improvement. Again, whether it's trying to learn a new skill or become more competent in a skill or whether it's overcoming a fear or just generating some self-assurance, that level of assurance that you would have in something else where you're more confident, concentrate on that and isolating those sources of a lack of confidence. And I guarantee you, you do that, you will absolutely see a hike in confidence. And I'm not saying it's going to be so much where you're going to start your own band. I hope you do, because I'd love to hear the music. But 
it's it's worth it because it will give you an engine to explore and try new things and to say, look, I'm just going to get after it. I'm going to try it. I don't care what people think. I don't care what the outcome is. I'm just going to do it to learn it, explore it, and have fun. So hope that's helpful. Hope it, hope it's uh, inspirational. And I hope next time I can talk a little bit better. been struggling the last couple episodes. Maybe it's nerves. Who knows? But hopefully you can peel something out of this. Have a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next time.